I mean, I think that if uh, Harry Potter is a real thing and not just a made up fictional world, then I think that we've both missed the boat on getting into Hogwarts and stuff. We're a hundo P, Muggles. (laughs) 100%, yep. Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So, what are we talking about today, White? Nope. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Big? <laughs> That's me. I'm Big. And uh, it's very early for White right now. We well, are talking is. about weather and seasons in Nepal. Yeah, we're talking about the weather. And before you get scared and turn <laughs> off this episode, have no fear because we will make it fun, we hope. It's not just that boring topic that you always go to when you have nothing else to say. <laughs> no, that's definitely not why we decided to do this episode at all. We have so <laughs> we many other good episodes. did not run out of ideas. <laughs> You guys try thinking of 36 things to talk about, okay? It's a lot. We keep being like, yeah, it's amazing that we haven't ran out of episode ideas. Here we are talking about the weather. Here we are. But uh, we'll try and keep you guys guessing a little bit. You know, Nepal weather keeps us guessing. So That is a true uh, fact. We'll take inspiration. But before we get into all the excitement of the weather in Nepal... I want to hear about how your week was, right? Well, I have been a little bit bored the last couple weeks since Big has been gone and since I'm waiting to go to the UK for my holiday. So what do I do when I'm bored but get a new piercing? Oh my gosh. Yay. (laughs) It's funny, but it's actually true. I feel like you're addicted. I mean, you know, it's cheap and... uh. Does it hurt anybody? Except you. (laughs) For a couple minutes. But yeah, you guys might remember from our 73 questions episode that I have quite, uh, I don't know, mostly on my my ears, but I have a lot of piercings and my nose is pierced and I just got my belly button pierced just for funs. Throwback. 90s throwback. I know. It's amazing. (laughs) I'm definitely going to change it out so it's not like a dream catcher hanging from my belly button please make like, it that i'm not gonna do that if you make it that it's ironic enough that it's perfect and amazing mm, i just don't know <laughs> it sounds like a risk you know like some child will yank out my piercing oh, mm, all for the sake of uh, irony no mm, yeah not worth it not worth it <laughs> I take it all back there's so many children just waiting to yank out a piercing. That's why they exist. They truly right. are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's been kind of fun. But I say that mostly because I wanted to recommend the piercing place that we've been going to. We went to this when a few of our other friends and Big and I went and all got piercings a few months ago. But it is called Mohan's I think it's called Mohan's Tattoo Parlor. Mm-hmm. It will definitely come up on Google if you search for it. But it's in Tamil, which is like the super touristy part of Kathmandu. And they're amazing. They're so super good. Super clean. They really know what they're doing. Yeah. They're fast. Professional. And they're cheap. They're great. Yeah, they're so good. Like maybe 
this kind of piercing in America would be like 40 to 50 bucks. And here it was six bucks. So nice. There you go. Mohan. Go to Nepal, get a piercing. That's not a weird cliche traveler thing to do at all. <laughs> Worth it. If you live in Nepal, then you can get all the piercings and it makes sense. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'm waiting to get my tattoo until I go back to Nepal. So I don't know what that exactly. says about me. But. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's been fun. What about you? What about me? Well, not so fun. <laughs> so I'm still in North Dakota, and I'm really loving my work. It's been amazing. But I'm kind of having a change of personality and not making a lot of friends. <laughs> but it's like, it's fine, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about this. I feel like my friend was visiting and he was like, are you okay? Like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, I mean, not really, but it's fine. (laughs) And I think in our culture, we are so driven to have a happy ending. Mm -hmm. Like, even if something bad happens, there's always this desire to end it with like, but it'll be okay. But here's how we can fix it. But here's the silver lining or whatever. And I think that's a really good attitude to have, you know, not just go through life being super depressed. But it's also okay to some sometimes to just feel like, well, this isn't the peak, pinnacle, most enjoyable time of my life. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm healthy enough and I'm t- enjoying my work and I feel like it has value and yep. it's fine. Well, sorry that it's crappy, but that's also a really good attitude to be like, you know what? This is a season. Like, this isn't... Who I am, this isn't who I will be years from now, probably. So, Mm -hmm. oh, Mm -hmm. well, it's okay. It can suck. Unless this is the turning point for the rest (laughs) of my life and I'll never make a new friend again. (laughs) That seems slightly (laughs) unlikely, but um, okay. Yeah, I I really (laughs) doubt it. I'm pretty sure that you'll be back in California in like a few months. So like you'll definitely make new friends there immediately. I'm pretty sure, like, next week I'm going to make more friends here. (laughs) I'll probably, like, once I take a couple naps, I'll feel better and I'll be like, okay, I'm ready to make friends. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely get that feeling. That's kind of where I am in Kathmandu right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. It can be hard. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, you don't want to get complacent, but you also don't want to feel an urgent need to fix everything. Yeah. Perfectly every moment. That's hard for uh, the seven. Editing big here. As I'm editing, I realize maybe not everyone knows about the Enneagram numbers. If you don't, maybe look it up. Anyway, it may just sound like we're saying random numbers, but they actually make some sense. We're not crazy people. Well, maybe we are. Anyway, have fun. Bye. That's hard for uh, the seven over over there in North Dakota. Oh, Yeah. Ready to, you know, have fun and have lots of people around, right? I'm I'm channeling my eight so hard. (laughs) I'm like, you want to be my friend? You have to earn my affection. Because I'm a three with a four wing and my threeness is like, no, you need to have the perfect life. It needs to be absolutely amazing. It's like, but I don't have that many friends right now. It's like, oh, well. And then I turn into my four wing and I'm like, I'll just read some poetry instead of making friends. <laughs> oh, no. It's fame. I, that makes me feel really good. I'm like, I'm not there. So. 
There you go. Really bu- yep. building each mm-hmm. other up over here. <laughs> We're very supportive. We're, we sure are. It's a great are. friendship. <sighs> wow. Don't you want to talk about some weather? I do, actually. I should talk about what's happening right now in Nepal, which is actually the inspiration for this episode. Okay. Is that the monsoon came. Ayo! So you guys might have seen that on our Instagram stories. Hooray. So I think it came two days ago. <laughs> this is something that always cracks me up. Okay, so if you guys don't know what monsoon is, it's this specific storm front that comes across the Indian Ocean and hits South Asia and makes it have lots and lots of tropical rain in the summer months. But the thing that cracks me up is people always say that it comes on one day. Yeah. Like, it's not like, you know, oh, it's like spring is kind of coming and like it's starting to get warmer and each day is a little bit warmer. People are like, and then on June 18th, the monsoon arrived. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> it feels like oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> and people are always shocked, like, at when the monsoon comes. It doesn't matter what the actual day is. Like, you can look up, like, monsoon Nepal 2019, and it'll be like, the monsoon is over the Bay of Bengal. It will reach Kathmandu in 10 days. You know, like, you can track <laughs> it. But then, like... Leading up to the monsoon, everybody is talking about when the monsoon will come. So it's like I was talking to my landlord the other day and I was like, man, it's so hot right now, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, last year this time the monsoon was already here on June 8th or something (laughs) like that. But this year it's so late and it's just sitting over the bang bangle and it's just going around and around and around and we're just waiting for it. It's not coming towards us right now. But... It came. It has come. It has arrived. It has finished coming. (laughs) And how do you feel? So much better. Oh, my gosh. It has been so hot leading up to the monsoon. Like, it gets, it has been super hot and dry and dusty and just muggy. And then you know exactly when the monsoon comes because it starts to rain, mostly in the afternoon, and it cools off. Like, the mornings get really cool again Mm. and... So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about what life is like in Kathmandu during monsoon. It rains. There's lots of rain. It do. It's not the super, super heavy tropical rain that some places get where it's like it just rains for one to two hours per day at exactly the same time in sheets. Like, it's not like that. It's it's throughout the day. It's a little less predictable. But it's definitely heavier on the heavier mm-hmm. side of rain. It's still warm rain, so you get the big droplets. Yeah. And it doesn't usually last that long. True. Yeah. Sometimes you can wait it out. Like, if you're going to leave for something, you can just be like, oh, no, it's too rainy. I'll just wait <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes and be late. <laughs> yeah. Because it really can ruin your day. I feel like if it's raining on your way to work, then the whole rest of your day, you're just like damp. Oh, it's so <laughs> gross. Because remember, we don't drive cars. You're either walking or cycling or on a motorbike or a scooter. Yep. And you're just going to get wet. Some part of you will get wet, guaranteed. <laughs> I was out yesterday on Indy's scooter. Shout out to Indy. I'm obsessed with her scooter right now. <laughs> She's in America. Anyway. And, uh, and it started raining when I was driving back home, and immediately everybody on their motorcycles all pull over to the side of the road, rush and get out their little 
uh, what do you call those like tarp things motorcycle ponchos ponchos yeah they got out their ponchos and you know got back on or you sit underneath an awning of a building or something like that not me because i was like screw this i'm just going home i can change so it's not worth it to get more wet to get dry right if you're on your way home yeah but uh you just brushed over something very important have we talked about motorcycle ponchos on this podcast before maybe we haven't they are one of my favorite things in the universe (laughs) so (laughs) you guys have never seen these before um obviously they only work if you're not driving that fast i mean i feel like you could max out at like 25 miles an hour like oh can you imagine like in america driving your harley and getting slapped in the face by your <laughs> like 75 miles an hour it would just like cool. rip off it would be horrible your face or the poncho <laughs> probably <laughs> the way they work is it's a giant poncho that goes over your whole motorcycle and it covers the front and it has these two special little slots that your mirrors go into and then it has a clear plastic thing in the front so you can use your headlight And then usually they have two head holes. So there's one for the driver and then one for the passenger. (laughs) (laughs) You're just completely draped with this gigantic poncho. And they all come from China. They're so amazing. And the best thing is sometimes you'll see one and you'll see two heads, but then like three legs. (laughs) That's legs. So you just know there's someone sitting between the driver and the back passenger whose head is underneath the poncho. Just stewing. Stewing in the humidity between two people in the rain. Oh, oh man. Did you see the um the Momo Boy post recently about he buys a gas mask and his yes, auntie uh, thinks it's for yes. dust, but it's actually for the BO smell in like buses. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's amazing. That typifies monsoon. Yeah, but people also just use straight umbrellas on their motorcycles and scooters too, which also amazes me (laughs) to no end. You really have to angle it right or else something is going to happen that you don't want to. Yeah, our friend Moon can do that because obviously the passenger holds the umbrella, not the driver (laughs) because you need your hands. And I don't know how she does it, but she's she's great at it. She'll like do it on her bike. Yeah, it's impressive. But it is interesting like using umbrellas, I feel like, because I grew up in a place where we might use umbrellas like if it's raining in the winter, but it doesn't rain ever when it's hot out. Mm. But in Nepal, most of the rain happens when it's warm. So you don't want to be wearing a jacket. You don't no. want to be wearing a raincoat because you get all sweaty under it. So umbrellas are like very freeing and kind of let the rest of your body be cool. Yeah. And like most of the monsoon rain isn't super windy. Like it's not a storm. It's mm. just a shower. Mm-hmm. So you can have an umbrella without it getting like ripped out of your hands from the wind or something. Or True. And yeah. it will protect you from the rain because the rain's falling straight down not yeah. like sideways. Yeah. We've said it before. We'll say it again. If you're going trekking in Nepal, bring an umbrella. Don't bother with a raincoat. Okay, there. There's your PSA. It's so true because you can also use it when it's sunny and hot. Yeah. So double win. Yeah. The best. All the Asia in this podcast. (laughs) I know. We have truly assimilated. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. I had some friends visiting and it was really hot because it was pre-monsoon, which we'll talk about more. But I was like, oh, do you want an umbrella? And she's like, no. I'm like, 
are you sure it'll make you not sweat? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> if only you knew, girl. If only you knew. Just can't help people. Let's see. What else in monsoon? Yeah, monsoon usually lasts. So it's mid, it's the end of June right now. It usually comes around mid-June and it will leave mid to late September. That's like the most Nepali way to say that. <laughs> Not it starts mid-June and it ends mid-September. It comes mid-June and it leaves mid-September. Is that what I said? Yeah, it has agency all its own and it <laughs> makes me so happy. <laughs> well yeah. done. Anyway, but I've I have had a trek before that was at the end of September and the monsoon was still happening as we were trekking for the entire week and I trekked under an umbrella the entire week. No. So just beware of that. Yeah. That's one of the things about monsoon is not as much happens in the country during monsoon because A, it's hard to walk on non-paved roads, which are most of them, and B, driving is impossible. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a Jeep, it's so dangerous. It's slippery and it's you get stuck and that's when most of like the big bus accidents happen and stuff so a lot of people just don't really do anything yeah. during monsoon you can't like plan any travels at all or programs where people might have to travel to the place where you're hosting something yeah so like for us and our work we don't do any field work during those months pretty much and most like foreigners in nepal that this would be the time of year when people are traveling internationally and probably nepalis as well Mm -hmm. like basically anybody who lives in nepal is not going to travel within nepal during monsoon season right it's too dangerous Mm -hmm. yeah you can't even fly within nepal either because of the clouds and stuff and even if you do travel like last year we traveled from my field work because it's within an hour's drive of where we live. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was still horrible because (laughs) it kept raining. So I kept trying to do this program for the community, and it rained, like, the whole day. And so then we couldn't do the program that day, and we were trapped underneath the house. Right, because we were trying to have it outdoors. (laughs) Yeah, and it was so freaking slippery. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. (laughs) That's right. And you slipped and fell when you were walking down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a different day, but that also happened. (laughs) But that brings up that brings up another huge part of monsoon, which Hmm. is leeches. Oh, yeah. (gasps) So true. So, dudes, if you don't know this about Nepal, they have water leeches, but they also have not water leeches? I don't know what to call them. (laughs) Land leeches. Land leeches. Good. I'm an expert on leeches. But they'll like hang out in trees and like feel your heat coming. I don't know, and drop on you. Or like they'll sit on the ground and they'll stretch up their little bodies and like (laughs) squiggle around and like then they smell you going by and they're like and they jump on you. Yeah, they're horrible. They really are. I feel like you've had a lot more traumatic leech experiences than I have. Maybe I just hide in the city Man, during leech time. Moon and I went on the same trip and we got probably 30 leeches in a four-hour span. Goodness Something like gracious. that. That was, was like disgusting. September, right? That was June. Oh. Why did you come in June? <laughs> Who planned Worst that? Worst possible time. Not July might have been worse. <laughs> oh, man. It was like, I don't remember when we got here. I think it was mid-June, but it was definitely 
It was definitely monsoon, and it definitely rained the entire time. Oh, jeez, that's crazy. But yeah, leeches, yeah. cool. Do we want to talk about clothes we wear during monsoon? Ooh, yes. Uh, what clothes do you wear? Well, I wear usually pretty, like, lighter clothes. Like, I don't wear a lot of jeans for a few months, I feel like. And I wear things that dry quickly, <laughs> so if you get wet, you know, then it's not so bad. But sometimes I'll wear a really yes. thin, like, windbreaker-type raincoat, especially when I'm cycling. I don't want to carry an umbrella. But I don't actually use that that much, surprisingly. Yeah, my first year that I was here, I had a – well, I still do. It's at the bottom of my closet. But, like, a, a rain jacket and rain pants mm-hmm. to, like – because if you're cycling, then you can get kind of muddy. Right. But – I haven't worn it in the last, like, two monsoons that I've been here for. Yeah. So I think you just kind of learn how to not get muddy. Like, don't go anywhere too quickly so you're not kicking mud up onto yourself. Right. Exactly. And it's just hot. Yeah. There's, like, a special way to walk, too. Like, yes. your shoes don't flick mud on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, I found the perfect monsoon shoes, too. Yeah. Which is funny that that's like a thing. I feel like this is something I'm always on the lookout for. Yes. I need monsoon shoes. Like specifically shoes I can wear when it's wet, but also that don't look too unclassy. Mm -hmm. That aren't just like chuppels, just like flip flops. Yeah. You need something that's like plastic, but not like too Mm plasticky. You know, like not nasty kind of plastic, but something that isn't going to get ruined if it gets wet. My favorite one, um, they're Birkenstocks mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't know what you would call it, like a thong, like it goes between your toes, mm-hmm. but it's, so it looks like, like they make the same design with leather, mm-hmm. but this one is just made completely of plastic, like the soft kind of movable plastic and it's perfect. Like yeah. you can get it wet, but it stays on your feet and it's perfect for our field work too because you have to take your shoes on and off a right. lot. So you need something that's so, easy to take on and off. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love them. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? My favorite monsoon shoes that I've ever had are from this like Asian company called Jelly Bunny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all so of their Asian. shoes are jellies. Like from the 90s. It's amazing. Heck yes. And I had this pair that I loved that were like had a tiny little wedge heel and like a little peep toe. So they looked kind of classy, like something you would wear to work, but they were jellies. And so they were great for being wet. Yeah. I loved those things. And we found a jelly bunny store when we were in Cambodia. We did. Three years later, I finally found, three and a half years later, finally <laughs> found that store again. But they didn't have the same style anymore. So yeah. I did buy I did buy a somewhat replacement pair. Okay. Well, shall we move on to the next season? Yeah, let's do what it. What happens after monsoon, right? So let's say it's September 23rd. The monsoon <laughs> has left Nepal. I don't know where the monsoon goes. You know, like it winters over in the North Pole with Santa Claus or something like that. After that, well, we don't really have like straight fall. Mm-mm, no. I feel like not. Well, I will say Nepal has lots of different climate zones. Right. We're talking so about we're going to kind of talk about what we know the best. But it doesn't get cold enough here that the leaves fall off, really. Right. It's not like a pretty kind of fall time. But it uh, gets drier 
again. Yes. And in, sometimes it can get really hot. Mm-hmm. Once again, you don't really know what it's going to do. Right. It's kind of this weird thing where it's like starting to cool down, but also you don't have the rain to keep it cool. So if you're in the sun, like you're standing in the sun, then you're super hot. Yeah. And then you go inside and you're kind of cold. <laughs> yep. It's a, a little bit bizarre. So that probably lasts like, what do you think? October is probably kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I think even into November sometimes, mm-hmm. like early November. Yeah. Okay. You think about like Tihar, like you yeah. can still wear short sleeves yeah. during the day. And that's like, that's a really nice time because it's starting to cool down. But like, especially like October, November, I would say. But it's still warm in the sun. But then the skies are more clear because it's just been raining for months, you know? So the monsoon has kind of like washed out a lot of the pollution and the dust that you get in Kathmandu. So you get better mountain views. And like if you go trekking, you're going to see a lot of greenery. Yeah. And like hopefully the roads have been repaired from (laughs) the monsoon, like starting to get repaired. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) So you can kind of travel a little bit easier. True. Yeah, they're drying out a little bit. And that's probably the biggest tourist season in Nepal, don't you think? Yeah. There's kind of two of them, aren't there? Mm -hmm. But Yeah. That's the time of year when a lot of Nepalis travel as well, because they have their big holiday, Desai. Yeah. They go see their families. So big traveling time, getting some relief from the rain. And you're like... Trying to remember how to wear a sweater because oh you have it in so long. That's so true. Like every You're single like, do year. Do I layer? What do I do? <laughs> like you forget how to dress yourself. Yeah. At night, I'm like, should I wear socks? Is that is that how this works? <laughs> <laughs> I feel cold. Should I do something about it? <laughs> like, no, I can't be cold. It's October. It's been hot for months and months. Like, no, really, you're cold. You can put on a sweater. It's okay. I feel like I, I also struggle with the blanket thing because I'm like, oh, it's cold now. Yay. And then I put my warm blanket on my bed and the, halfway through the night, I'm like dying, sweating. Like, oh, no, <laughs> it's not time yet. Oh, it's too hot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is nice to transition out of the monsoon into that kind of season, though, like. It feels like such a relief after being super hot and then suddenly it's like nice and cool and that's so true. You can hang Mm -hmm. your clothes out on the like uncovered roof of your house without being like, oh, no, my clothes are not ever going to (laughs) dry. Yeah. (laughs) But luckily, we don't really get too much mold in Kathmandu. That's true. I think it's the elevation. Yeah. Sometimes people do. It's not as prevalent as other places, though. No, I think you're right. I do remember having a long conversation with my language teacher back in the day, and she's trying to describe mildew oh, in Nepali. Oh, yeah. And it was so hard. She's like, you know, it's white, and it gets in your closet and on your clothes. And I'm like, <laughs> Is this like bugs laying eggs on my clothes? What's happening? Right. Because <laughs> really I don't funny. we don't really get mildew at where I'm from, so mm-hmm. but it might also have something to do with living in cement houses, but uh yes, I think for sure. <laughs> Which uh that's a good transition into winter in Kathmandu. Oh and how so much, much cement cement houses suck. <laughs> the worst. Oh yeah. Yep. Probably I would say winter is my least favorite time to be in Nepal because mm. you just are cold and you don't get to be not cold until about 
February. Yeah, or even later. Yeah, sometimes it's March. Yeah, so that's like probably late November to late February, early March. And this is dry season, so it doesn't rain. Usually, sometimes there's like a week or two of rain, which is the worst because then your solar heated shower is cold also. (laughs) 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 But you've heard us complain about this, I'm 100% sure, because it's so (laughs) uncomfortable. And the worst thing is, it's hard to complain about it because it's not actually that cold. It's so true. (laughs) I feel like the lowest high... So, you know, like the coldest day at the hottest part of that day would be like 50 Fahrenheit. So like, I don't know, seven, eight Celsius, right? Five Celsius. Mm -hmm. That's not that, that's not that cold. But when inside your house is also that exact same temperature or maybe one degree colder, it is unbearable. I feel like people, most places in the West, like just don't really have a concept for what that feels like. They're like, well... I know what 50 feels like. I go outside in 50 degree temperature all the time. All the Portlanders are like, I go swimming in 50 (laughs) degrees like all the time. No big deal. But But try staying outside all day and all night in that weather. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Go camping (laughs) and don't have a fire in that weather. There's no escape. And try to type at your computer in your office in that weather. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. During the winter, I try to go and work outside as much as I can. Mm. Like it warms up in the sun, so it's pretty nice outside. And then you go inside and you're like, well, better put on my coat. Right. The sun is basically our one heater during the winter so all the old ladies will like sit on the sidewalk and warm themselves and then as the shadows chase them (laughs) then they sit closer and closer to the road (laughs) in the only patch of sun it's like that portlandia sketch (laughs) chasing the sun around uh, it's how you gotta do it (laughs) but yeah i think getting outside is a key um during winter in katmandu and layers Mm -hmm. should we talk about what we wear oh geez yeah what do I wear? I have a whole album in my phone called Winter Fashion, <laughs> and it's all photos of me wearing like three layers of clothes and two layers of socks and wrapped yes. in two yak blankets. <laughs> yeah, everybody in Kathmandu, like all the girls in Kathmandu wear like cute little high heels or like dress shoes, and then they're wearing like pattern socks with them. Oh, yeah. And when I moved here, I was like, that is so hideous i'm not ever gonna let myself look like that and then it took like two weeks of being here in the winter (laughs) and i was wearing them you're like i get it i understand (laughs) yeah it's like a whole other nobody judges each other for Mm -hmm. winter fashion but you're always wearing like long johns or you know like an under layer under like i'll usually just wear like jeans or whatever normal pants or like lots of sweaters and you have to wear stuff that's warm, but isn't like a big coat. Like it's a lot of layering, I feel like, so that yeah. you can kind of modulate your temperature for your activity level. I remember when I first moved to Kathmandu, I lived outside of Ring Road, like down the hill, and I would cycle to language learning. And so my bedroom was not, didn't face the sun. So I'd be freezing in the morning. <laughs> I'd wake up, I'd bundle up in like all these clothes with like a down jacket on top of it and then I'd get on my bike and I'd be cycling for like 
three minutes, you know, and I'm already like so hot, like sweating to show up for language learning, like strip off all my layers. My teacher's like, okay, I haven't figured out what to wear for this weather yet. Oh, yeah. And I like, I hate being constricted. So like, I kind of, during the winter, I'm actually cold quite a lot because I hate like if I can't have full range of movement, then I'm just grumpy for four months. So you just don't and, like, wear I enough just, clothes. I can't do that, <laughs> pretty much. And then our Norwegian friend who like, you know, is always wearing multiple layers of wool. is like, what are you doing? Why are you so cold? I don't understand. How are you not miserable? You know, yeah. she's like... She, she knows. just lives in She wool. got the winter fashion down. She does. She yep. knows how to do winter, let me tell you. <laughs> Shout out to our Norwegian buds. You guys are number one in our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's another question for you. Well, you said maybe you don't layer as much as I do, but how often do you change your bottom most layer? <laughs> not enough, let's say. <laughs> I feel like I always just take off my outer clothes and I'm like, I can just sleep in my wool. And then yes, I wake up and uh, I'm like, I ain't taking this wool off. And then mm-hmm. I just put outer clothes back on top. <laughs> your wool dreads. <laughs> okay, but uh, no one's going to smell it. There's like three layers of clothes on top of it. Yep. <laughs> We're all there. It makes me really sad, though, because like I like um presenting myself well and like having a well put together outfit Mm -hmm. and then day in and day out for weeks you don't see anything except for my coat like i don't even get to unzip it you just better have a really good coat girl (laughs) yeah i'm like well i own 14 coats so and and different cool scarves scarves yeah i have so many scarves oh my gosh eternity of scarves and i always wrap myself in either scarves or like yak wool blankets Mm -hmm. or something like around my waist because i feel like that's often the part of me that gets the coldest so then i have this like wool blanket dress on over my like (laughs) nice work clothes (laughs) very classy my mom always wore like the wool i mean the blanket skirt oh really all winter long she's a genius and i was like that is so weird but man i get it (laughs) it works works. we kept our house pretty cold during the winter i think it was like 68 all winter Mm -hmm. so it's still pretty chilly yeah sure and now I don't mind a bit. Yeah. Another thing about winter. Oh, I always only wash one part of myself. I either wash my body or my (laughs) hair. I never get them both wet at the same time. (laughs) So it's like a recipe for disaster. And (laughs) when, when my hair was longer and I used to blow dry it, I would try to wash my hair when I knew there was going to be electricity so Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have to have wet hair. Good. Yeah. It was hard, man. Now we have electricity a lot, but there was a time when... I mean, just normally, we only had electricity maybe like 10, 8 to 10 hours a day during the winter. But then one year, I've talked about this a little bit before, we had this protest at the border with India and we had shortages of everything. We had gas shortages, so we didn't want to like cook too much or boil water or eat hot food, which sucked. But then we also had all this electricity shortages, so... I think at the worst point that year, we had four hours of electricity per day. Yikes. 
we would have like two hours, like 4 a.m. in the morning and then two hours maybe in the afternoon or something. Mm. And we, I planned my whole day around that every time. My roommate would wake up, set her alarm, wake up at 4 a.m., boil water with the electric kettle, put it in a thermos, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> and like you couldn't use heaters. You couldn't use gas heaters because there was a gas shortage. You couldn't use electric heaters because there was no electricity. And you couldn't use hot water bottles because you had to boil water for that. And we were just so stinking cold mm. and of course it happened during the winter of right. course come on guys do your protest during monsoon <laughs> when people aren't dying and it was right after the earthquake too so you know a lot of nepalis like had lost their houses and stuff mm. that was a rough year man it makes me so grateful now like last year i used my little space heater all the time and like I just felt like I was so much yeah, warmer. Yeah, and I have an electric blanket. Yeah, oh, that's a game changer for sure. So be grateful for electricity all the time yeah. and electric blankets. Yeah. It's magical. It has gotten so much better. Like, we don't have load shedding anymore, so we don't have like scheduled power outages. Mm -hmm. Once in a while, you'll be out of electricity for a couple hours, but mm -hmm. it's, yeah. you know, like it's not a big deal. Right, yeah. So... Super thankful for that. Then after this long, torturous winter that's not even that long, comes the next season that doesn't have a name. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. kind of springish, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> flowers come out. That's when the rhododendrons are out. Yeah, so. that's true. I remember in language learning trying to get my teacher to tell me like the four season names. <laughs> she was just like, um cold time yeah right hot time monsoon <laughs> like oh i guess this is conceptually different <laughs> i feel like nepalis would often use just the nepali months to describe like oh that's true yeah you're right are. yeah yeah huh, i just never be like you that. know cold time and poo smog yeah like something like that you're so right which is unfortunate because i find it impossible to get all of the Nepali months oh my in gosh. my head consistently. I have studied that so, so many times. I can't oh well. even tell you. <laughs> but this is something, speaking of like conceptual seasons, this is something that cracks me up every year is the weather starts to warm up in like March. It's getting into April. It's getting like relatively warm, but Nepalis are all still wearing their puffy jackets yes, because uh, it's still conceptually winter. <laughs> It's like their clothing choices don't depend on the actual temperature, just yep. on like what season it is. <laughs> so right. Yeah, and I just it cracks me up every time, and, and I it love makes it. me like panicky seeing somebody riding their motorcycle and they're wearing a big puffer jacket, and it's like so freaking hot, like mm -hmm. eighty degrees or you know like twenty five Celsius or something. That I'm like, you do not need down. You really <laughs> yeah. do not. But. It's starting to get hot, and then it gets really hot, like oh, in April and May. so hot. And this is kind of the worst time because it hasn't rained for so long, so it's super dusty, and, like, all this pollution is just sitting in the valley, and there's no relief from the sweatiness, and the sun is shining down, and then you just shower yeah. twice a day to make up for all the oh days you gosh. skipped during the winter. So true. When, like, you don't even need solar heat in your shower anymore. Like, yeah. it just is hot anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the pipes are just eternally hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dust kind of like sticks to your arms mm-hmm. and, you know, makes it look like you have a tan, but Ooh. then you like just wipe it off. Oh, uh, yeah. So. And your lips, too. <laughs> it's like you're all dry, so you're wearing chapstick, but then it's covered in dust and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. You know what, though? That is my favorite time of year to go trekking. Mm. I really like trekking, like, at the beginning of the season, like, late March, almost early April, because that's, like, rhododendron season, and the weather's really nice when you go up into higher elevations. It's not too cold, but it's not raining as much, and... It's lower, like, there's not as much snow, right? Mm -hmm. So in some ways, that's good. Like, that's kind of when climbing season is in a lot of places. But you might might not get as, like, spectacular snow views, but I love it. That's a really cool time of year to get up into higher elevations in Nepal. Just not in Kathmandu. It's not the best time to come to Kathmandu. (laughs) Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) Well, so now we've talked about all the seasons. We talked about monsoon. We talked about... Not monsoon anymore, fall. <laughs> Not monsoon hot. <laughs> we talked about cold time. Mm-hmm. We talked about transition from cold time mm-hmm. to very, very hot time. Yep. And then monsoon again. That's the cycle. So, my question for you, White, is which of these is your favorite? Man, that is such a good question because, like, right now, I'm like, Man, I really wish that it was cold season because I'm so hot right now. (laughs) But then cold season, I'm like, I would love monsoon. It's just whatever season it isn't. Yes. uh, (laughs) But thinking about this year, like, I don't think this actually counts as a season. But right when the weather is starting to get a little bit warmer, like Mm -hmm. around March, Mm -hmm. March and April, but before it's just horrible. Yeah, that's my favorite time. Because like you said, like the rhododendrons are blooming. The sky is like getting a little bit clearer, but you can still see mountains sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's just a little cool still. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I love that season. Yeah, that is really nice. I miss that season. Yeah. What about you? I think my favorite is the very beginning of winter. So Mm. like late November, early December. So it's cold, which is weird because I don't, I like to be naked. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just like to walk around my house in shorts and a t-shirt or whatever, you know. But I think the reason I like that time is it's the sky is quite clear and yeah, it's very crisp. It's kind of the end of like the holiday season and there's a lot of fun things happening and it's dry enough that you never have to worry about rain if you're going to go out. You know, I ride a motorcycle, so that's always a consideration for me. Oh, true. And I like sweaters. I like my cool sweaters. So yeah, girl. There you go. And it's always so exciting to get to change your clothes for the for like the new season. For different season, seasons. You know? yeah. yeah. I had never had that growing up, growing up in LA. I mean, right. it doesn't get that cold in the winter. So we yep. didn't really like put away our clothes during different seasons. It's kind of exciting. Well, even like in Arkansas, it gets super hot, but you're also going to go to places where it's going to be 
winter temperatures inside. <laughs> Freaking air conditioning, You're like, oh, man. yeah, I still better bring. The worst. <laughs> oh, it messes you up. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes. Yay for cardigans. Yeah, I guess we both chose cardigan season, didn't we? <laughs> just on opposite ends. Yeah. <laughs> we just like to, like, have options about everything that we wear, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I don't want it to be too hot, but I don't want it to be too cold. It's like the perfect day in Miss Congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> oh, man. Uh that is amazing. Okay, well, wait, I think actually it's time to pause because we want to hear a word from our sponsor. All right. Today's episode is sponsored by Nepal Umbrella Emporium. Oh no, it's raining outside and you're in a white shirt? You need an umbrella. The sun is really freaking hot, and girl, you know that skin's gonna burn. How about an umbrella? Sometimes it's raining and really hot at the same time. Umbrella! See a street dog that looked like he might be a biter? Threaten him with your umbrella! See an enemy coming by on his motorcycle, and you want to poke his eye out? Umbrella! Umbrella. So come on down to the Nepal Umbrella Emporium, located at the bottom of a pothole on Kalanki. Come by within the next hour and we'll give you a free pair of plastic bags to stick on your feet so your shoes don't get ruined driving through puddles. Nepal Umbrella Emporium. Don't forget to use our special code big and white at Nepal Umbrella <laughs> Emporium. Nepal Umbrella Emporium. Thank you. Wow, sponsor. Oh. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. And we're huge fans of umbrellas, let me tell you. Huge fans. We love their products. We use them when it's raining, when it's sunny. They're great. Yeah. So thanks for sponsoring us. Even before they sponsored us, we, you know, talked about umbrellas on the podcast. So this was absolutely a perfect partnership. We love it. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. What do you think, Big? I think so. You guys know what to do. You find us on the internet. You sponsor us on Patreon. You rate our podcast because you're the best. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. And we'll talk to you in a few weeks. What were you going to say? I don't even know. Okay. Well, I'm going to hang up then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This conversation is clearly over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put the phone down. Okay. I'm going to place the phone. Okay. Are you going to do it? Okay. Okay. Yep. 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 See you on Sesame Street, bye. <laughs> <laughs>